Natalia. Hey, Jesse. You know how we really like entertainment that we have to read? I do. I do really know this. Yes. Well, do you like not only it being something you have to read, but mm-hmm. also being drawn? I, I do, as a matter of fact. Well, good thing that our topic today is anime. That's right. It's something that we both love. And, and have loved. Have loved. A very long time. Yes. A little backstory between Natalia and I. One of our first conversations mm-hmm. that we had online, because we met on Twitter, through K-dramas and stuff. But we got on a topic of uh, how we were in high school. Uh, and we both discovered we were anime kids. Yeah. And uh, when we were deciding topics for this podcast, we thought that the anime kids topic would be great. So that is the episode that we're going to be doing to, right yes. now. Yay. So welcome to the welcome We Live Online podcast. <laughs> welcome all past, present, future anime children. Yes. We welcome all here. Today, we're going to just kind of talk about our anime past and some of the things that like have changed because our anime upbringing is not what so the kids that have so today the kids uh, today they don't know how good they got it they they really don't, they don't and know. and we're not even like talking about you know oh like 10 years ago we're we're in the couple decades plus yeah. um, <laughs> of our anime watching. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we may not be like the original people in the 80s who really had it hard, but we still had it a considerable amount harder than all these kids today with their Netflix and their streaming services. Yeah, they're, <laughs> oh, their streaming services. Oh, their crunchy rolls. Oh and my their gosh. Netflixes. And their Netflixes and, and retro crushes and Cartoon Network and Funimation. Oh, Funimation. <laughs> so let's just start this episode talking about how we got into anime. So why don't you begin? And start and just tell us like kind of your brief history with anime and how you got into it. We didn't have a TV when I was growing up. And it's important to note that for me, when I was between the ages of five and six, I lived in Thailand. But we did not have a television in Canada or in Thailand or in New Zealand or in Australia where I lived after before moving back to Canada. Back to Canada. It's because you didn't want to have to keep moving that TV. Well, right? yeah. And also, like, <laughs> when we lived in Australia, we lived in a in a van. So mm-hmm. it was like we were a little mobile family. But, like, in Thailand, we had a legitimate house. But we didn't have a TV because my mom was one of those hippies. You know. Yeah. One of, one of those hippies. But the kid next door who didn't speak English, I didn't speak Thai, he had a TV. And I used to go over to his house every day and we would watch anime <laughs> That was in Japanese with Thai <laughs> subtitles that neither of us could read. <laughs> and we were best friends, me and this kid. <laughs> you know, and this would have been how old? This would have been 1991, maybe? Mm-hmm. Like, or 1991? 92. 91, 92-ish, around there. I don't even know what anime would have been. <laughs> It's okay. on, it was probably something for it was kids, a while ago. It was like during like you know we were little kids like yeah so it's probably like sailor moon or something i think yeah. that was like and, one of the bigger ones that had yeah the and most sailor moon was the one that i remember 
most distinctly when I got back to Canada was the terrible dubbed Sailor Moon mm -hmm. that they had on YTV. If you're in Canadian, when I would go to my dad's house and he had a TV and uh, YTV was the local Canadian children's channel and they had the, the dubbed Sailor Moon uh, on the zone after, <laughs> after school. And I loved it, mm. but then my cousin had a Japanese exchange student who lived with her named Siyoshi, cool guy. They're like, they literally, they're still in touch. Like they're still, she's like his, his God, his kid's godmother, like they're close. He would send, my sister Shanta and him became friends and Shanta loved anime. So he would send her DVDs. <laughs> this is the first one I remember like distinctly being life altering and it was very inappropriate. I need to learn to be at VHS with hard coded subs mm -hmm. of Ghost in the Shell <laughs> that I watched at 10 years old. Yeah. Now, if you've never seen Ghost in the Shell, it is not for 10 year old kids. No, and it is no. a very disturbing movie. I'm not talking about the Scarlett Johansson horror. I'm talking about the original movie, Ghost in the Shell incredible movie but i just remember my whole life just taking a real sharp turn <laughs> I, I and i know exactly what the scene was it's it's when one of the androids is typing and all of a sudden the fingers separate into like multi-fingers and i just like my brain just went nope this is this is the new new stage of your life it's happening right here like brain like, actually formed yeah, just like a, like a cortex in my brain just activated and was like this shit this molded is, to this <laughs> this is the shit and then uh it still wasn't very available at the time so then i had to go and get manga which my mm -hmm. dad would buy me and he didn't know what the plastic wrap meant let's just say that <laughs> moving on what about you jesse what was your uh your history so anime i didn't start as early as you but i did start in high school within a couple of years of you because of our age difference right so we were like in the same era of mm -hmm. watching things i was a theater kid and uh, i had some friends who were also friends with other people that like i became friends with and they were the anime kids and i kind of got introduced into anime that way and i cannot for the life of me remember my first anime I just I really can't it's just a blur and I probably didn't like it all that much because mm -hmm. I was one of those people who didn't like most of the popular anime which at that time was really hard because a you didn't have choices so no you couldn't be that way and also it was really expensive and hard to track down so I had to like what my friends were liking too so one of the first animes that I remember that was like my favorite and it's still my favorite to this day uh was Vision of Escaflone mm. I like fell in love with it and I think that was kind of one of the animes that really solidified my love and I just remember in high school just constantly going over to friends houses and watching anime going to conventions i remember uh, one of my friends who i actually rode the bus with her and she she used to before 
like I actually started watching anime she used to tell me like the anime plots and I would I guess I wasn't really listening to her I was kind of zoning out or whatever because (laughs) I started watching uh revolutionary girl Utena which I love. I, I like, I liked it a lot. And after I had watched it, she was like, I just remember the like first time I told you about Utana and about how a sword just gets pulled from the girl. And you were like, what? <laughs> and now it's one of your favorite animes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. I got like most things. I got really into it pretty hard and fast mm-hmm. because that's kind of how I am. I have a very addictive personality with things. I, and I'm so, a hyper fixator. As soon as I like something, I'm like, we're doing this. Yeah. We're doing this till the end. And yeah. Like, I'm going to, I wanted, this is my life now. I know. I've, I've added a part of our brain. Go. Exactly. I mean, like, I just remember, like, it was just like, you had to, like, you were just watching everything you could possibly could. And then around that time was when Tsunami started mm-hmm. their push to get more animes and that just like opened up a world even though it was like dubbed stuff it was still when you don't have anything else to watch or you can't get it that like opened up a world and then like going to conventions and stuff that was also kind of the start of me being on live journal Mm -hmm. and finding people and talking to the anime community on live journals and go seeing them at conventions and stuff and that's kind of my my formulation into anime it was hard and fast yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden and I was you know mine was more, was more patchwork it. because it was a lot harder for me to watch things because like okay when I say we didn't have a tv we had a physical television in our Canadian house mm-hmm. but we lived in the country and there was only one channel on the TV mm-hmm. and it was CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, which was the only channel that we yeah. got. And it was not broadcasting anime, <laughs> that is for sure. Like I remember one summer, speaking of like dubbed anime, so I'm chronically ill, I was very sick all summer. So uh, since my mom had to work and my dad had stuff to do, they left me at my grandmother's house. And so she would just let me lie on the couch and watch TV because she lived in the town. So <laughs> she had cable. And for some reason, I don't know why, but for like the whole month that I was there, they had this ongoing dubbed Yu-Gi-Oh! marathon. <laughs> and I have seen every episode, like I have inside jokes with myself about Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> and, and my husband, but only the dubbed one, because if it's subbed, the jokes aren't there because the dub, yeah. I don't know if anyone out there has watched the original Yu-Gi-Oh! dub. It's not good. Well, yeah, and even those at that time, they were cutting them down and yeah. stuff. You never actually saw, like, no. the f- true, like, episode. Like, and, they and did Sailor- it with Escaflone. Yeah. They, and they, like, chopped it up for Fox and, like, moved it around yeah. and stuff. And I was like, this is not it. And it was like, for, like, Sail- like, for Sailor Moon, they would cut out anything that they thought was, like, inappropriate mm-hmm. for Western kids, which was, like, half the show. Yeah. Which is why there's, like, that little, in the dubbed version of, like... Sailor Moon, which is why there was that the Sailor Moon says thing at the end, because they had cut so much that they had to like add in like a lesson for the kiddos at the end. I think that's one of like the like defining like things of anime people of our time, like the millennial Mm -hmm. anime people where you only got dub stuff. You first saw Sailor Moon dubbed and cut up as a kid's show and then Mm -hmm. you later 
get a hold of like yeah. the actual like subbed one and you're like what <laughs> this is like, what sailor moon is for real <laughs> when sailor moon crystal they like so if anyone out there is not familiar with what sailor moon crystal is they literally just reanimated the original first season of sailor moon it's on Crunchyroll, so sailor moon crystal mm. when i watched it i was like this is so familiar and yet so different <laughs> it's just like a, a sprinkle of what you remember and you're like oh i think okay. i got a little bit luckier just because the way that i got in i had already had like a friend group mm-hmm. who's like pretty established on like getting stuff and at that time the way that i had to get stuff because we're talking about like even though we had access to the internet the internet you couldn't stream things this is like no. to download one song it took like 30 minutes like on a good internet right yeah so what you would have to do is that you would have to track down message boards online or just know people and then buy fan subbed vhs tapes and so then you're buying like a slew of tapes because they could only hold so many episodes and it was just this like massive thing so like i got really lucky and that my friends like already had kind of established things so like i could watch the full uh, series without having to wait oh man there was some like new stuff that we were getting and it was just poorly fan sub stuff but that's your only option because it wasn't even like kind of subbed anywhere i wish i was at my mother's because I have a friend of mine taped the Card Captors movie for me <laughs> onto VHS, but not, but she, she really, like, she was really into, like, fan art. Mm-hmm. So she hand painted the case <laughs> with Sakura on it in one of her <laughs> outfits. It's the cutest thing, you know, little 15 year old. Her name was CJ. Thank you, yeah. CJ, if you're ever listening. I really did actually appreciate that card captors. VHS. That was definitely also the thing. I was the theater kid with like all the anime kids who are artists. So, mm-hmm. like, if I go into my yeah. like yearbooks now, <laughs> like full on drawings of, of like characters and stuff, and I was just I can kind of like get by if I'm like staring at a picture like (laughs) drawing something but this is not me you're like I I just want to enjoy it without having to be a fan artist (laughs) I also was in middle school and early high school was really into Digimon I just want to see what you're I'm like, so it's, it's like all blur to me. Like I went back and like tried to look at some things because I was like, when did Toonami actually start? Cause that's a blur too. Cause I, uh, before that I had already been watching Cartoon Network at that slot because I was a big uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast fan. So I was already watching in that era and I was like, when did Toonami actually start? And I think it was, what was it? 97, I think. Yeah, because Cowboy Bebop like gotten in there yeah. in 98 and Gundam Wing in, in 2000. So, yeah, it's been very a very long time. But Digimon. Digimon the movie. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> Not only did I see it in theaters, I had the soundtrack. It's a sick soundtrack, by the way. Like, <laughs> great soundtrack for Digimon the movie. And this is how much I was into Digimon. You know Tamagotchis? Mm-hmm. There was a Digimon Tamagotchi ripoff. I remember which was that. kind of like a really early... Pokemon Go because you had to actually like walk with it to like hatch eggs and stuff just like mm-hmm. Pokemon Go did. I had one. I was that kid. <laughs> I fucking loved Digimon. And I used to watch it all the time. Despite like I would literally be like, "Hey, 
dad, can we go to your place today instead of going home because there's a new episode of Digimon on. We don't have to tell mom because she doesn't like it that I watch TV. <laughs> but like we can pretend like you had to run errands or something yeah. and they'd be like, okay. <laughs> oh my God. I, I always like, wondered I what Digimon. my parents like thought about that. I think they just were like, whatever, you could be yeah. doing worse. I think that's what, like always been my parents' <laughs> line of thought. It was like, you could be doing something worse. I'm fine with you just dressing up and going to a convention. That's like, cool. <laughs> my, mom, my mom and my dad were so funny because my mom really wanted me to like, have drive to succeed. Mm-hmm. But if there's one thing I don't have in my life, it's ambition. Like I truly don't. I'm not competitive. I don't need to be the best at anything. <laughs> that's never been a, like that's never been a priority in my life. So my mom was like, "Well, you know, she's pleasant. She doesn't get into trouble." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I wish that she would like, you know, push herself more." And I distinctly remember my father saying this during like a conversation because he used to say this right in front of my face, like I was fucking invisible, right? Like no. parents do. And then my dad's like, "What do you want, Joanne? She's not on drugs. She's not in jail. She's not <laughs> dying of a terminal disease. I think it's fine." And I was like, "Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. I'm gonna go read. I'm gonna go read my manga." Uh, oh my god! The first time he looked at one of my mangas, he was. Oh, oh, I was like, yeah. oh no! Oh, oh. I was really, I was really into. I don't know. It's also an anime. Love Hina. Mm-hmm. If you've ever heard of it, it is a harem story. Uh, lots of boobs, <laughs> but like it's funny. It's like yeah. one of those classics. Like this dude's a huge loser, but all of these busty women all want to. Like, I mean, it's the classic have, setup. It's for like this, it's a classic, you know? right? And it's, you know, and and I actually really liked that author. He also did AI Love You and mm-hmm. uh, a few other ones. And he's the guy. I always feel really bad for him because I feel like he's getting really taken advantage of by like Western media to make him look bad. Is He's the guy that they always pull out. Ken Akamatsu is his name, his pen name. Mm-hmm. He's the guy they always pull out every time there's like some sort of anime hit piece on like, is anime making uh, pedophilia? Like mainstream and they're always like we talked to man- manga author this guy who some of his <laughs> characters look young and i'm just like ken ken akamatsu stop this stop taking stop these taking- interviews <laughs> please like no <laughs> you never look good in these but yeah, so, i can't say love he is my favorite i can't uh, say that but i enjoyed it as well uh, yeah i mean so. we all mm-hmm. did so was there any like anime like specific types of anime that you like because like for me, I've always been into darker stuff and mm. I really got into mechas, but I also, because of my friends and stuff, we were really into like some of the yaoi stuff mm. and the BL stuff, mm. gravitation and Nami no Matsue <laughs> and Vice Cruise and those types of shows, which like, I, have- I guess all had like bands attached to it so maybe that was like mm. a genre I didn't know but now that you're, you're now that you're thinking about it you're just realizing yeah in a second all of my favorite animes if I'm actually like thinking back about it now that I'm thinking about it all of my favorite animes are bait and switch animes mm. where they start and they're like really funny and then all of a sudden they go real dark real hard yeah. <laughs> and then like never recover so my favorite anime of all time is Full Metal Panic. That's a roller coaster. If you've never seen it, if you're listening, you should watch it. It's on Crunchyroll. I think it's still on Crunchyroll. Got it all. It's got, you know, all the tropes you want. Giant robots. Uh, It's got, you know, 
idiot man with women in love with him for some reason, sassy female lead who has mystical powers. It's got military intrigue. It's got like a 16 year old general. It's got everything. Child soldiers, who doesn't love it? Child there's, soldier plot. Of course, but I like mechas. There's always child exactly, there's, soldiers. Listen, if you're if there's a mecca, there's a child soldier in that mecca. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, listen, Neon Genesis Evangelion changed the land. Gundam for <laughs> like everyone. All of Gundam. Like, listen, apparently only teenagers can pilot death machines. Well, I mean, like technically, like Vaughn from Escaflone is a teenager too, yeah. and he's piloting it's, a mecca. Listen, this is just the way it is. So, yeah. and then another favorite of mine in the literal same genre of starts funny, goes dark real quick and has quippy teens and a very similar title is Full Metal Alchemist. I specifically like Brotherhood better than the original, but they're both excellent. It's just mm -hmm. Brotherhood follows the manga. Like, yeah, they're excellent. Um, Cowboy Bebop was another yeah. one, like, uh, that was like, oh, this is funny. And then, uh, like, soon you're like, oh, this oh. isn't funny. Oh, turn. Oh. <laughs> but the one that, like, is, like, my dark horse anime. And there's a little bit of a story behind this because this all happens when I'm, like, staying at my grandparents' house. So I have, I had one, my mom from the States, my dad's from Canada. We live in Canada. So I would watch all these cartoons on YTV at my Canadian grandmother's house. But then when I was in high school, I would spend the summers in the States with my mom. My mom would go to the States all summer with her family. So I would stay at my other grandmother's house. Mm -hmm. And in the States, they had Cartoon Network. And I already had insomnia since I was like in middle school. Yeah, that's why I so, was up. Yeah. And so at midnight is when like the anime would start. And there was a show and I was the only one awake in this whole fucking sleepy little New Jersey town, I swear. Mm -hmm. And I religiously watched Tenchi Muyo. Oh, <laughs> I hate it, Tenchi. <laughs> I don't like, I can't oh. even say if it's good, but I fucking was, I, every, I was like, no, I need to stay. Uh, I'm like, listen, I will turn the TV low, mom. I won't bother anyone. But <laughs> I need to, be. <laughs> I need to watch this show. That was like my high school favorite, not for any like quality reason. Mm -hmm. It's just, I just became so fixated on it. And it came on right after like, uh, like adult, it was like the first one that came on. Mm -hmm. Right after Adult Swim was over, it was like anime time. Yeah. And that was the first one that came on. And I was just, I was into it. Like I was, I was like 15 years old or something. And I was just You're like, this is it. Time. I got my can yeah. of Diet Coke, you know, I got some popcorn and I'm like, all right, I'm in my pajamas. Let's riggedy roll. So if you've uh, listened to our other podcast, you'll know that I don't like comedies and no. it's been that way since Mm -hmm. high school like I, I haven't faltered in that and I think that's why I can pick out shows really fast if I'm gonna like them or not because I had all of high school anime to mm -hmm. to train for this so I didn't focus on a lot of funny stuff there were some that like I enjoyed like Cowboy Bebop mm -hmm. and like Trigun I really liked even though mm -hmm. that was kind of like goofy but there are other stuff if it got into like too rom-commy that I mm -hmm. was just not into it so I and I've also always really like character driven shows more than like story unless there's like a mystery involved and 
like combine that with like some of the dark stuff so like serial experiments lane was obviously like one of my favorites and still to this day there's this really great reincarnation anime called please Mm. save my earth it's just like Mm. phenomenal i've talked about how i'm an x-files fan so obviously vampire princess Mew is like one of my top ones helsing were you a helsing person yes i went to a con dressed as the manga like him as like the count nice i had like i had a fake goatee beautiful i like stuck to my escaflot i love because it was my i will die for this anime and always had it escaflot like costume because like one year and i always would do like the the weird ones not weird but like not the the characters you would expect like one year i was very who's vaughn's mom who you see like for in flashbacks because she's like not in the show she's dead and i I don't know spoiler alert i don't remember (laughs) (laughs) Um, like after like a certain amount of years it can't really be a spoiler alert anymore what are we at like it's almost 30 years i don't oh god i don't want to think about that but like let's not let's not not. i would you know i like had her and then um in the uh, movie there's a character Sora I played her because she had a song so I could do that for the competition <laughs> like that's where like I live in when I was doing like cosplay and stuff but I will say my like dark horse threw me off and I shouldn't like it but I did hey, like, was like. this anime called Pre-Tier I hardly remember it but I remember watching it because this was back when AIM was still a thing and <laughs> it was late at night and I was watching the pre-tier. I had gotten it from my friend and I was talking to her on AIM. <laughs> so I was just like giving her updates while I was watching this. And I'm like, I don't know why I shouldn't like this, but I do like this like magic had cool girl i don't even remember it was like you know one of those Sometimes types it's like it just got just, me there's something that just fucking takes you yeah and you don't know why and suddenly you're just like oh this is my new life now i shouldn't have liked it but i did and i just remember that and i was just like this is crazy the entirety of my high school just really became anime like that's mm-hmm. all i did i remember going to orlando all the time to go to conventions or go hang out with people and it just was a fun time in high school even when you're like doing stuff that's not very popular <laughs> when if you listen to our other podcast you will know that i am a genre hoe which means that i am easy to please i watch anything and everything and enjoy myself excessively and i love everything some of them like i still watch anime to this day i was literally just watching I was literally just watching. I don't even know what the title is, but it was it was a sh- it was like a web. They have like short form animes these mm-hmm. days that are like five minute. I can and, just um, go through. Called oh my god. Yeah, I don't really watch a lot of anime now, and I think it's just like more of because we do the pot other podcasts mm-hmm. and we talk more about like you know K dramas and yeah you know all that. I kind of focus on that more, and then just takes up my time but I like pick up an anime here and there and like watch it it seems like every year or so I re-watch one of those old ones because like when um Netflix got Evangelion I rewatched mm-hmm. Evangelion there was a year I, I re-watched Utna there was a year I rewatched Please Save My Earth so it's kind of like mm-hmm. been this thing where I'm just like kind of pick them back up to 
watching. Yeah. I still love them. Like <laughs> it hasn't changed. I, I still would say Escaflone is my favorite anime to this day. I, yeah, like Full Metal Panic has been my favorite anime. Mm-hmm. Like anytime someone's like, "What's your favorite anime?" I'm like, "Full Metal Panic." It's just immediately. Yeah. But like, I, I've it. sort of I've seduced my husband into the anime life as well. He loves Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Like, loves Full Metal. Like he he buys the manga for himself now, and uh, he he absolutely loves Neon Genesis Evangelion. So and another one we watched together, and it is it is sort of one of those comedy that takes a dark turn but it's mostly comedic is devil is a part-timer um i don't know if it's still on netflix but it was on netflix when we watched it when it first came out and i don't think i've laughed that hard watching an anime in my life and the one that i was just finishing watching on uh the short form one was the high school life of a fundanchi which is 12 episodes and each episode is literally three minutes long. Like these are <laughs> miniature like little things. Yeah, little compact like, you can pop it out in like an hour. Yeah. Um, about a perfectly straight high school boy who just loves BL anime and like BL mangas, mm-hmm. but like has to like sort of hide his, you know, obsession <laughs> so he has like two friends who know about it and it's just you know it's so stupid and it's just i love shit like that like i mm-hmm. just i find it so funny oh god like what else do i get up to so many like just the animes i watch like i love some of the classics like yeah. Monkey, the you know card captors my girl um <laughs> but there's just there's something nice about anime that is just there's so much variety these days i feel so happy for new anime kids. oh absolutely I just, like i'm so happy that they the don't... amount that you can like access and stuff is just kind of listen when i was crazy. in high school when i was in high school i made i made friends with this group of fellas okay <laughs> i played D with them i would remember <laughs> their birthdays i mean they were not great okay like they would what you would call incels these days, but yeah. the, but the, since I was around, I could curb most of their. Incel you had the kind of upper hand in it. Nature, like listen, like there's a girl hanging out with you, which means that you can't. It mustn't be because you're not, you know, a buff jock. There no. must be other reasons. But one of the advantages to me putting all this time and effort into our high school friendship with these uh, gentlemen was that they would burn me CDs, not DVDs. (laughs) We weren't there yet. Burning DVDs was not a thing quite yet. (laughs) Would burn me CDs that would have hard sub anime on them. Tokens of affection that they would give me. I lived for those CDs. We've kind of been talking about it. Now let's actually like kind of hone in on like the differences between anime back then and now because this is something that I would say that is like drastically different from you and me because Mm -hmm. I wasn't watching anime where I could be burning it onto a CD yeah only in my very latter days of high school like my Mm -hmm. senior year did FYE finally start to carry DVDs so I was mostly on VHS copies of stuff and mostly fan sub stuff right Um, and one of the things that i remember very clearly about all of this that no kid to this 
day has to deal with it. <laughs> you sound Lucky so old. Ducks. You know, I had to Lucky like w- walk uphill both ways in snow. But we did. Was the fact that anime was extremely expensive. And I'm talking about volume would have like two to four episodes of it and it'd be 30 to $50 a piece. I have this like whole like actually backstory. Anime got me into K-drama just through different things and K-pop and all this stuff. It just, it led me there. But I remember very clearly there was this like one year, like, I don't know, it was like 2014, 2013, whatever it was, uh, where I decided that I wanted to go back and learn Japanese because I started to be like, if you had just kept it up, like you still remember words you learned. And that wasn't even like you learning. It was like you just singing along with songs. What if you had like kept it up, Jesse, and started like, you know, doing that to myself. So I decided that I was going to learn Japanese. And of course I didn't have money. So knew I had to do everything myself because I wasn't Mm -hmm, going mm -hmm. to be able to like take lessons yet. And so I was like, okay, maybe I'll like get back into anime because I I knew that like surrounding myself with it. Right. And so (laughs) I had one volume of lane that's it and I was like I really want the full thing of lane maybe like I'll see like how much it is right now and I can still remember that day googling it and finding like a blu-ray dvd of all the episodes for 13 bucks and I wanted to cry thinking that that whole entire series was 25 dollars cheaper than my incomplete vhs kids these days can like watch it online or just like buy full series and it not even be close to what we had to do one summer i worked at (laughs) a community access center okay Mm -hmm. and this community access center i lived literally in the middle of fucking nowhere and so this was the only place people could go for internet and i was the person who just you know Basically, my job was to help old people sign into their email. Okay, this was like mm-hmm. my the year I like the summer after twelfth grade, right before I went to college. And the week after I started, the other person who worked there went on vacation, and then the internet went down. But I had to go in every day to tell people when they came, while I waited for the tech guy who could only come the next week, that the internet was down, so they couldn't use the one purpose for this place to exist. Uh huh. Was unusable. But it was attached to an elementary school. It was since it was the summer and there were no kids there. The AV closet was open because we also <laughs> taught like the baby, you know, the babysitting course that kids used to do. Yes. Yes. I taught the babysitting course and there was like a video component. I had a boyfriend at the time who was one of these anime guys. And he had he had the entire DVD set of Slayers, <laughs> which I now own because of a f- great friend of the show, Beth who sent it to me as a present one year, the entirety of Slayers. Anyway, I borrowed that and I spent this entire week just sitting there with one of those little TV AV carts watching Slayers. And it was the best time I've ever had by myself. Mm-hmm. It was better than just sitting there with no internet in an empty elementary yeah. school. No anime. I know. It's just so, it's like kind of interesting, like to kind of think back and look on it. Like, I just remember you know, going to like anime conventions. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of one of the first times that I was introduced to fandom where I was actually talking to people. And it wasn't yeah. just people that I was 
always seeing and had, you know, known for most of my life because Mm -hmm. we went to school together. And it was one of those things that I think that probably also kind of contributed to my want to keep up with anime Mm -hmm. was just the kind of like community that you found. And especially at that point, where yes, we were starting to have like things where we could have accessible stuff online and talk to people through like the instant messenger and stuff, but it wasn't like it is today. And so going to these conventions was a lot of fun because you'd be able to like meet people and then you'd be able to like point out people, like someone would be wearing something and you'd Mm -hmm. be like, oh, that's my like character. I love them. And then get a picture with them. And there's and uh, what I used to do was I would volunteer for all the conventions. So I get free tickets. And so then I would like end up being on panels and I got really lucky because they would find out I was in theater and voice. And so they put me on all the voice panels, the voice acting panels. So like I got to like hang out with Wendy Lee one year, <laughs> just on her panel, like right before it was Beautiful. had to be there like 15 minutes before. And she was like super nice. I mean, if you've ever like been to a convention and seen Wendy Lee, you know that she's super great. Wendy Lee is she's been every character in the world you have to have even now kids today had to have listened to her voice at some point yeah but she would stop people and if they were like wearing her characters and she would be able to remember if they were at a a convention the year before in a different convention in a different outfit and she would remember that I love it but like those were the things that like I really liked about conventions and I think now I know there's a lot more conventions and I think this is probably one of the most drastic things about like anime stuff Mm -hmm. then and now was that it wasn't as big it was big but it wasn't as big so you didn't have that kind of like you know the smaller being able to like really join but like also now you have like communities like you can be on mm-hmm. twitter you can find people on youtube youtube wasn't a thing yeah. in high school there, literally you know, there's like google wasn't a join, thing there's like free to join discord servers that are all yeah. about like specific animes that you can find that wasn't a thing since i lived in the middle of nowhere we ain't got no conventions out in the middle of nowhere canada like rural <laughs> canada there were no conventions no. but when so i got to go to my first convention after I started college, because I moved to Montreal, and they have Hal, uh, not, not Halcom's Halifax, which they started after we moved there. But um, in Montreal, they have Otakuthon, which was like the anime and Japanese culture festival. And it was always super fun. And we had such a great time. And I miss it. Like, I'm, that's mm-hmm. one of the things I miss because of this whole panorama situation is going to these cons but every year they would have the japanese console come and give like a talk about like japanese Mm -hmm. culture and you know it was just fun it was a good time i may or may not and by may not i mean i definitely do um have some choice terrible cosplay photos (laughs) um that if you're a keen eye, you may see perhaps at some point. Maybe. Show up somewhere if you want to. I have it. some. I don't have any. Well, I guess I technically have them online because the conventions would put them online on mm-hmm. the website. But that's a really long time ago. So they yeah. may not be doing that anymore. Uh, I'm, I might have some actual pictures that I could 
take a picture of <laughs> and maybe possibly or maybe maybe they'll show up somewhere maybe. to a keen-eyed a keen-eyed listener on our social media <laughs> may get to experience the joy but i think like you know when we were younger it was either you were on forums with people or you had to suss out the the fellow anime kids yeah like some kids made it real obvious that they were anime kids you know what i mean like yeah so you're like, mm. <laughs> And those weren't the kids that, like, you really wanted to be friends with. Because often, yeah. you know those, like, stereotypes that exist now about, you know, dudes with their naked anime pillows and things? Mm -hmm. They all have a root in reality somewhere. Hmm. And I'm yeah. a little ashamed to say that my little uh, friend group that I was forced to befriend to get my anime fix may have had a few of those types. I mean, I may have like Within gotten it. to know some of those types mm -hmm. from conventions. I got, it's I did get lucky that my group was yeah. a female group. It was mostly our kids and me. Yeah. And then my like friend who was also in theater with me too. So like mm -hmm. that kind of worked out that it was a little bit more of the people in the arts got together yeah. and we just kind of happened to be in like my anime. older my older sister was really into anime i got to enjoy whatever she was enjoying hence why i was watching and she's 10 years older than me hence why the thing she was watching was probably 10 years too old for what old natalia should have been watching at the time yeah. i think we were all doing but... that also again we really did was very limited on things yeah. like i like, like i'm not even over exaggerating about this there really was such a limit mm -hmm. on what you could actually access yeah. it was and sailor moon dragon ball it it really made it hard Digimon, too. pokemon those are the only four i remember from when i was like before high school yeah like, and like okay so when cartoon network started to do stuff mm -hmm which was really a huge step in kind of like anime becoming more mainstream. Yeah. And I really think that Cartoon Network was kind of one of the driving forces. We had like Cowboy Bebop mm -hmm. and we had Gundam Wing. And they yeah. also started to do some of the other Gundams. Because if you don't know Gundam, there's, there's like, like 8,000 yeah. series. <laughs> it's, a, it's an extended universe. Let's just say that. Oh, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, oh yeah became really big i can't even remember some of the other stuff that was out that was only like a couple of things did they get ava after a while no i feel like they might have but like have. listen i my knowledge of cartoon network is very limited because it did not exist in canada that's true yeah we did not get cartoon network so i only got to enjoy it for like two months out of the year and i do remember i think it was mtv late at night would sometimes mm -hmm. play like the movies you're not supposed to watch anime but i was mm -hmm. in high school at that point so um like they it had that it would come on after the uh, the softcore porn show that they had yeah like they i mean they have eon flux which yeah oh, i loved eon flux yeah but i think they they also did stuff like bubblegum crisis mm -hmm. was on a lot and those type of like kind of like some of the older um, yeah. movies, but really it was very limited. And now, I mean, we were talking about it. Now you can just like turn on Netflix and have an they have a whole slew section. of stuff like, and more I, because I even- I go on my phone right now. Yeah. I go to Netflix and I click into my, you know, cause I shared Netflix with like my entire family. Cause who doesn't these days? Yeah, and of course. And then you go to categories. There is literally an anime category. 
and they so dedicate stuff. stuff too. Like, um, uh, we obviously we follow Asian entertainment a lot, mm-hmm. and this year I remember watching because they had like their big what they're going to do for Korean content, yeah, type thing. And simultaneously, when they were doing that, they had like a full on press conference that was like anime related. And I mean, if you had told Jesse in high school that that would be your future, I just wouldn't have never believed you. Or having places like Crunchyroll, which are like fully dedicated to the point that like they would also do YouTube stuff and videos and like podcast type things and constantly have new stuff out and just this like slew of just easily accessible stuff and cheap stuff I think that's like the biggest thing too it's like (laughs) so I don't even want to think about how much money I have in like a shelf of anime yeah Uh, that's all I have and to think about like how much money it is my my manga collection I don't want to talk about it Oh, I, I want to talk about how much money I spent. On I that have teens and twenties. A, a bunch of art books. I oh, have. I used to have, but I had kept it in my car, and it it finally kind of died. I had a Masato from Evangelion. Her uh, cross. It. She's love like it. my favorite. I love her so much. She's like my all time favorite character. I have like the rose ring from Utena, like a replica of that. I still have that. I used to have wall scrolls. Oh I, my god, me too. I do have some manga. I didn't collect a lot, but I have almost a bunch of Vampire Princess Miyu and I think a couple of Escaflones. But yeah, it's just like the things that like now like people just can go on Amazon and buy, buy it. Like 10 bucks. Yeah, I'm like, and I had to go to the convention and then yeah. go like scout around, which I mean, it was fun. It was fun it was having fun. that kind of thing. And it's nice now, especially. I think that you see the kind of how big it got mm-hmm. and now it's been so accessible. And we always talk about how it's really vital to have like these types of shows from different countries accessible. And yeah. it just, it helps um, not just in like you being able to see things easier. I think it just, it connects people uh, more and, mm-hmm you get to share into the culture and different things more. And I think that's like one of the the best things that could have happened with anime being as big as it is right now. It it continues to do that. You know what else is nice about anime being as big and accessible (laughs) as it is right now? People like us who are now teenagers, these teenage girls don't have to make friends with those creepy dudes. That's true. Yeah. Anime. They can you, just you can find, go online and get yeah, your own you anime. can actually find people that are closer to you. That is a really yeah. great thing. Like you can make friends with legitimate girls your own mm-hmm. age who love the same thing you do. Or like even and it's not a secret. If it's not like finding like friends per se, but like find going onto YouTube and finding females who are doing reviews and stuff and just yeah. like watching that and being able to find that sort of thing or like people who read a lot of manga who will connect with you mm-hmm. more about the shows and stuff those types of things are really the really great things that have happened since you know our yeah. dark days of anime the oh the dark the dark, the dark ages days. of anime <laughs> back in the day oh you know i was just sort of laughing when we were saying like oh yeah we used to have wall scrolls and then i just looked behind me and realized 
I've got two wall scrolls on my wall. They're just, they're just not of anime characters anymore. For, for those at home who can't see her wall, she's just got it covered with like K-pop stuff. <laughs> so really, right. we just yeah. like went from one to the we other. We just, we transitioned from drawn men to real men. It's so funny. The little kid, I get so burned by the little kid downstairs who I babysit. She comes up, she's looking at all my K-pop stuff on the wall. And she's like, oh, you have so many pictures. You must have so many friends. And I was like, like mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Social butterfly Natalia. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, it's been me my whole life. Very social. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Like, think about it. So anime literally got us to here. Like, we would not it be on this podcast. Stone. Right? Like, I know right. I wouldn't. I went from anime and then like every anime kid ever DDR Mm -hmm. but my town didn't have DDR it had it had another another version of DDR pump it up pump it up that's right which is the Korean version of DDR which is where I was first first heard different k-pop groups because that's all that was there Mm -hmm. and then I continued even though I kind of stopped with anime I continued on with like listening to j-rock and stuff I continued on that which then led you to to be like here here's double s 501 and I was like oh okay and then later I was like you know I want to do the Japanese stuff and then you found out that now we say anime is accessible. J dramas, another story. No, for don't another even, thing. Don't even. Um, We're getting but, better, but don't even. Yeah, that led to me picking the K dramas that I did and got into K dramas, which led to me finding you on Twitter, mm-hmm. which led to our podcast, and here we are. You know what? I still find the story of us becoming friends on Twitter just so mystifying to me because I like was really bad at interacting with people on Twitter. Like I would like like and retweet things, mm-hmm. but and then I would just like you know post my little thoughts and not interact with anyone and then one day someone had posted like hey like I'm looking for like mutuals like can anyone recommend like other k-drama mutuals and here's Jesse who I have never interacted <laughs> with who's like oh you should try social nights like and I'm just like what <laughs> and I was like oh thank you and then we just were friends after that so uh, I wasn't very good either but it is kind of weird too I mean I like try to find people, but it is very weird, especially in our age range, mm-hmm. finding people. I think that was like a, yeah, especially like kind of a one like, in a million type thing that you don't like work with, you mm-hmm. know, like, cause I find like people our age, either you make friends at work or like you already have kids and make friends with your kid's parent, your kid's friend's parents. And yeah. We don't have kids. We don't. Yeah. We don't currently have jobs so, so <laughs> here we are <laughs> like well okay like yeah i technically technically i have a job but like i do it from home yeah you don't have like a and i'm already friends with group my husband of people. So, like yeah, <laughs> i'm already friends with him so i can't i don't have any co-workers <laughs> i would hope that you're friends with him <laughs> yeah we get along he's good he's good, he's good he's not one of those anime kid incels Let's just, and that's good that's <laughs> yes, oh boy because let me tell you anime kid incels are another level mm-hmm. of delusional uh yeah like there are nice men out there who do like anime if you that's true I mean men, like it there is just worry. that kind of there's always going to be that and it's yeah there's always 
someone trying to steve everyone else out and you know what if you're like a you know a teenage girl who's just watched your first anime like listen you were just on netflix and you saw we're in school host club chef's kiss by the way (laughs) another one one of my big favorites and you're like oh i really like this but then you know the uh the the anime scene is very uh overwhelming dumbass dumbass white men gatekeeping Mm -hmm. ignore them they are they are not important nor do they make up the majority of the anime scenes yeah just keep looking i think that's the big thing don't like like, it you can find cool and like tiktok is full of cool anime people Mm -hmm. so and yeah. like, I don't even follow any like tick like TikTok hashtags or anything, and I can animate stuff all the time. TikTok. Yeah, and I, I followed some of those people too. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, fun. yeah, I don't know any of the 2021 animes. Don't know. Don't tell me. But I want to tell. Like, I listen, I'm like curious that you're happy about them. Listen, <laughs> like I'm still vibing to Inuyasha, but like, yo, what's what's new? <laughs> like, this is like the beauty of like anime is that the stuff that we are talking about, like, still I will see people pop are still up popular. all the time. They're still, still talking popular. about it, so it's like, it's not that like hard to like still be into it, you know? Because yeah. you just like see all your old stuff. You're like, and also oh. because all of these old animes, like for example, like. Inuyasha is not a new anime. It no, is it's on not. Netflix in its entirety. I used to watch Inuyasha in like my first year of university. And it's like, constantly like referenced and talked about yeah. too by us a number of people. It, it's not just people our age or older. It's younger kids too. I used to watch Inuyasha, the dubbed version that was on YTV because I briefly had cable when I was in college when my husband first moved in with me. Mm-hmm. And so he will still occasionally go like wind tunnel. Like just <laughs> <laughs> it's like a joke because it's so dramatic. I fucking love it. Yasha. like listen, <laughs> there's so much out there for people i just mm-hmm. love it i love yeah. it i love it it's so nice it's i feel so happy for new anime kids like i feel so happy for people who are first getting into something that you know that they're gonna love for a really long time like i get like really like yeah. Ooh, my sweet little babies you're gonna love this so much eee, don't let the haters get you down eee. so yeah don't let the haters get you down yeah don't do it don't do it it's <sighs> Being an anime kid was a lot harder in our day. It really was. Don't worry and, about it. Like we did and our we time still, so like, that you can have a good time. Got here. So Yeah. Well then. Even when it was hard for us, we still and found we're people. Pretty cool. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> the coolest. We're the coolest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo. Kids. Tubular. Fellow fellow youths. So rad. <laughs> what, um, do the kids, what do the kids say these days? Yeet. <laughs> I don't know what cringe. to like the no, well, I, I don't know. know. TikTok I don't, people listen. add like stuff to like words. I think that's the big thing. Well, all, all I know is the bedussy these days. Yeah, the the bedussy. Yeah, that's yeah, all I know. That's and it's all only I know. only through TikTok. So <laughs> only through, like, what I what sort of love about that is that if I said any of like, if I said a sentence that for anyone on TikTok, it would make perfect sense. If I said that to my mother, she'd look at me like I was having a stroke. <laughs> I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? I'd be like, it's online culture, mom. <laughs> you don't you get it, mom. You wouldn't get it, mom. God, <laughs> you're so out of touch with the youth. It's says so the lame, thir- mom. Says the 34-year-old, so out of touch with the youth. So do you have anything else to talk about, about anime before we wrap this up? Nah, y'all should watch Full Metal Panic. That's all. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's a little violent though, so if you don't like 
violence. Uh, yeah. Probably not the one for you. It, it does take place with a anti-terrorism unit that's mostly stocked with teenagers. So take that with what mm -hmm. you will. There's a site called Retro Crush mm -hmm. and uh, they primarily pick up older animes and they should be like their other streaming services where they're kind of mostly mm -hmm. free with ads mm. i think some of them are behind a paywall but i think they're mostly the what they're rated a bit higher they have to that's a really yeah. good place to look especially some of the stuff that we talked about i know vampire princess muse on there i know mm. that they just added gravitation definitely check it out if you've ever wanted to kind of get into anime i know it's very kind of confusing and overwhelming especially now when you have so much choices yeah. you just go into like start on to netflix i mean uh, yeah. Everybody has Netflix, really. Well, even like if you don't have Netflix, I'm sure like the streaming service that you have has some sort of anime on it. And just like go for those first and then kind of slowly yeah. get into stuff. Because like, and... listen, Netflix has some of my favorites on there. Like they got Inuyasha, they got Uren Host Club, they've got Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun, which is the funniest. I can't even call it a rom-com, but I guess technically what it is. It's got cells at work. That's a great yeah. one. It's like, it's got it all. Like, like I know Amazon Prime has a good amount of stuff. Hulu has a good amount of stuff. I don't know if like the Disney plus Canadian version has all those anime titles, uh, you know, check it out and yeah. maybe hit up some of our, our old favorites if you can find them. So what are we, what are we doing next week? I think we're having a chill we're, time. Yeah. We kind of decided that maybe like some episodes like once a month or something we kind of have a chill episode where we kind of just yeah. talk about anything and everything maybe it's what we're watching right. topics that we've seen or just whatever we feel like talking about so, at that time yeah, so, so it's gonna be a nice little late night chill time yeah insomniacs and uh, i almost said chilling with the nunas and i said no that's not no that's not this podcast no that's a different podcast that's a different that's the name of a live stream we do with our other podcasts <laughs> that's a different thing uh we're the insomniacs over here uh so yeah so, so maybe we should different. change it from chilling with the insomniacs yeah to we'll change it to hanging staying curling up, up staying in up, up, up staying late, up up late up. with the insomnia <laughs> something that's like adult swim but not adult swim because we'd probably get you know yeah <laughs> Thank you for listening. We're we're mostly where podcasts can be found. We're we're still working. I'm still working on. Yeah, we have that, some that, blubs, but but we're mostly we're on Spotify. You can go listen to us on Spotify. That's so easy to find us there. Mm -hmm. We're on Twitter and Instagram at We Live Online Pod. So, and you can email us at We Live Online Pod at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns anything thank you for listening we hope you have a fantastic yes. week and get some sleep all right enjoy anime <laughs> bye bye, kids. bye.